Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. This episode is part two of a conversation with Karima Bharadwaj. If you haven't listened to part one, I urge you to please do that. Let's pick it up with Karima once again. That's fantastic, you know. So, I mean... This was back in 2014. I I remember coming across Oyo somewhere. And I because since 2010 I've been in London, so I go to India like maybe maximum mm. like twice a year. And once I came across Oyo, and I was like, "What the hell is this Oyo?" You know, I mean, do people actually take it seriously enough? Because it's India, <laughs> you know. I mean, the thing is, I saw Oyo right. somewhere, and if you see it in one place, you might think it's just another hotel. If you see it in a couple of places, you might think it's a franchisee. But then if you start hmm. seeing it everywhere, you're like, hang on, what the hell is going on in India? You know, is there some kind of revolution going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that was the idea. Everybody there was driven by passion. And what I realized that what I was really looking for while I was even doing my MBA was not a job profile, was not a company. It was passion to do work hmm. and to be able to work with people who share the same passion. So it just became so, so important at that time that after I started doing BD, I was like, okay, we are doing BD, but we are not doing any offline sales. So let me do that also. Three months down the line, I'm like, okay, this is also not enough. I need to do more. Let me do some offline marketing. Mm. Six months later, I'm like, uh, I can do some online marketing also. And the good thing is that you always keep getting support from your team that, okay, at least you're trying to do things. Because the only thought in your mind is that this company should be grown really big and everybody's effort really, really matters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, so you know, so you spent quite a long time in, at Oyo, right? You were there for almost like two and a half years Yeah. Uh, since you got started. In fact, you were there even until last year. So how did the, how much did the business grow over this time period? You must have seen like a massive exponential growth. A lot, yeah. So... Even if you look at Bombay, Hmm. uh, Bombay grew from a zero hotel to almost a 500 odd hotels by the time I was there. And we had forged some amazing partnerships. Our GMV was growing at all the places. We were going international. And from having to introduce people, when people would ask me, where are you working? So I would tell them initially, oh, I work with a small startup. They would ask me, what is it? I would say, oh, yo. And they would just twitch their faces and be like, mm, okay, or oh, have never really heard about it. Mm. To the point where you would tell them, oh, yo, and they would look up to you and say, oh, wow, you work with Oyo? You're working with them for so long? <laughs> it just became so different. Like, So it was very uh, professional as well as personal because... Of that, I got connected to so many people. I learned so much in my life. Yeah. Uh, and then Uncle Bala's line would resonate in my ears. Your network is your net worth. This is what Oyo is going to teach you. Amazing. As well. Amazing. I'm checking out Oyo, you know, right now. And I'm checking out that. In fact, I just realized the CEO has done MBA from Harvard. Absolutely. Yeah, I should have him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) He's a brilliant person. So I work closely with Abhinav, Mm. Ritesh, everybody. Because like I was the third person in the Bombay team and I was trying to do a a lot of things back then. So probably, you know, you're just too excited. You're very enthusiastic about new company and you finally have work to do. I was from Godridge. I now had work to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
uh, that itself was great. But uh, I, I would say it was probably one of the best decisions that I made in hindsight. Even today when I meet people and people get to know I was a very early employee, they always want to know about what would happen back then. Yeah. And it's just so surprising. It's so strange that I have only good things to say about the company because generally when you speak about a workplace, there are some good things, there are some bad things associated, yeah. but I can't think of a single thing which was not right there. It was it was probably the best work experience uh, that I had. And you know, I can, I can really understand operating such a business in India is is not easy. You know, there are a lot of challenges because, you know, I, I don't know if Oyo Rooms consider Airbnb as a competitor. Did Oyo Rooms consider Airbnb as a competitor? Yeah, in a sort. Yeah, in so certain kind of a way. Yeah. Right. So I've used Airbnb a lot, you know, outside India. But right. whenever I think of the model, I'm like, look, I don't know if I feel comfortable using such a model in India because there are many dodgy mm. places. You know, especially if you look at the other, uh, you know, hotels in independent states, a lot of you know, dodgy scenarios and settings and, you know, you have to vet the, the the owners and all that stuff. So I can really imagine that such a concept in India must have had its own challenges of making sure that the customers are having a good experience in spite of the environment not being extremely conducive to such a, you know, uh, such an operation uh, of a business. Yeah, what do you think? What, what's your take on that? It was absolutely a lot of challenge because mm. it was just not the newness of the concept, but also it was towards both the side, be it your supply, be it your demand. One side were your hotel owners who had to be uh, told that, you know, you need to standardize your hotels now. Mm. It has to be up to a certain mark. There is something called customer experience. You have to excel at it because imagine booking from a xyz app today and booking a budget hotel um you don't even know the kind of place that it's located you have you have no idea what's yeah. waiting there for you um and um as a single traveler who especially wants to go to a tier two tier three city it becomes a bigger problem because now the visibility of the hotel as the cities keep growing smaller the visibility also goes lesser so until and unless it's a branded big budget chain you're not comfortable uh, but oyo kind of tried to solve this problem at the same time the initial few customers probably they were just of a mindset that it's another cheaper version of the hotels hmm. what they didn't realize very early on was that everything was standardized whether you were in bombay or whether you were in bangalore or in nasik no matter how big or small the city was your experience was going to be the same here we will putting a human touch to everything because till now whenever you book all you get is a toll-free number to take your escalations to here oyo was providing a actual person on field for any kind of grievances so I there was see. actually a person you could reach out to which is a very big thing in india because in india things are not very flawless yeah. There are always a lot of issues going on. It could be tech, it could be operational, so on and so forth. This is how our country by design is. 
Yeah, exactly. So and and I can really imagine because in India, there's a lot of, you know, chalta hai attitude. So, so they start cutting corners and they'll be like, it's okay, we'll figure it out when, when people come. But then if you're supposed to be a professional outlet where people are supposed to have their expectations met, you know, before they go somewhere in advance, I'm assuming that also would have been like really mind, you know, shaking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It is like that because it's, as you correctly said, it's very chalta hai kind of an attitude, which mm-hmm. had to change because now hotel owners couldn't be like that. Uh, okay, I didn't provide him this this thing for breakfast. It's okay. Yeah. I provided him a check-in late. This is okay. No, this is not okay. Correct. You have failed by a certain parameter and that is what we were trying to change. It was just not the aesthetics, but it is more about making it an experience commerce. It yeah. is just not any e-commerce kind of industry because what really matters today is experience, right? Yeah. When you go outside, you're very comfortable using Airbnb. There are reasons why you want to use it. It's more about a community. In India, when you talk about experience, what do you think about it? That uh, Okay, if just because I have a budget of 1500 rupees, it doesn't mean I have to stay at a dingy place. Correct. Which probably will have bed bugs and will not provide me even tea in the morning no 1500 i am paying at the end of the day and for indian standards 1500 is not less exactly. for a um, average earner that's so amazing. we were trying to change all yeah. those things and the fill the gaps that's fantastic you know and and you're right you know if we start talking about oyo i think i think we can have like a whole episode um just just on that so <laughs> <I agree. laughs> and and that's that's the thing right because being a part of a startup at at such a young stage for such a long time almost feels like a lifetime isn't it because after about one one and a half years you must be like one of the veterans <laughs> yeah exactly that's what you're called after one year if you've completed a year in a startup then you're you're an old person doesn't yeah. matter on your age you oh you really 12 months dude you're a veteran and i'm like uh uh really but you're older to me and they're like You've been in Oyo like since forever now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, you know, you, you stay there for 12 months and you're like, but it's really two months since I actually understood my job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Because uh, somebody actually asked me I in a meeting that, what do you ex- exactly do? I'm like, um, wait, let me take out my card. I took my card and the funny thing was that only my name was written there. <laughs> It did not even mention a designation. I'm like, I think that I do quite a lot of things. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. That's fantastic. So, so I mean, you were really happy. So, why did you quit? <laughs> uh, because uh, by the end of two and a half years, I was getting a little tired of the industry in general. Yeah, yeah I like, Oyo still, uh, I'm still in love with Oyo. Mm. And people at Oyo still know that, that. You know, I really, really admire it. But you start getting tired of an industry over a point. So I didn't, again, I didn't want to drag myself to a point where I start disliking my work. Because this was work that I had really loved. Uh, And then to be doing very average at something that you really like doing Mm. is not my kind of a thing. So I thought that probably I need a change of industry. It's not about the company. So let me go to a new industry, which I have not experienced before. Right. And it's the decision to change. Right. So so then you went to the Mums Co. What, what is the Mums Co? Like what, what is the company all about? Okay. So the company makes products for mother care and baby care. Mm. And it makes all the topical kind of products, uh, basically skin care, which are all natural and organic. 
so right. what interested me in the company was there were no mother care mother care as a category doesn't exist in india it's a very uh, west category uh, because if it's a mother then people who shop actually for the mother end up shopping for the baby which is still not even born mm. because uh, everybody thinks that as long as you're uh, feeding the mother all the good things that is about it but uh, outside if you look at it there's in an entire skincare market for women who are pregnant because their needs their bodily needs are very different yeah so i i thought that probably this was a good idea because um, it just seemed very interesting one was a kind of market which did not exist so you had to generate a category after educating it and second was the baby care which is very big in india which just keeps growing at like it's growing at literally 20% year on year these days wow that's fantastic uh, yeah. yeah so that is the category growth and especially with the commencement of all the global brands and a lot of emphasis on organic products toxin free products um it's just growing a lot so at that time this opportunity seemed just very relevant and exciting that's fantastic you know that, that that's really good to i'm i'm going down the rabbit hole where i'm trying to find out about the mums score right now and okay. i can i can really imagine because i think in in today's environment in india i can really see this working and and i'm not surprised by the kind of growth so but then how was the mumsco last year when you did join them as compared to oyo room so i'm assuming it was much smaller than oyo rooms and it wasn't a household name like oyo rooms was right right so it was much more smaller in mm. fact i was again the third employee oh and wow three is probably stuck to me yes three is a good number <laughs> yeah I, i think so so i was the third employee the other two people were the founders of the company so we were trying to do everything from because here the work was now it's a product based company so what also forms additionally a part of it is your logistics hmm. so from taking care of the logistics to the procurement of the things uh, to actually doing a lot of online marketing to figuring out at the end of the day where are your target audience even sitting in online marketing who are these people uh, how to tell them that you know we exist yeah. and this is why you should be using something like us to figuring out the sales partners to in, ensuring that the boxes reached us on time and we packed it on time and it reached the customers on time so right. like it was end to end pretty much everything so the morning would start from packing boxes and writing letters to the customers and would end at some strategic discussions happening that what we want to do in next month or two because again when i started out here we were selling zero products yeah yeah i mean this is this is fantastic so so you said you were working so you're working with the founders so i'm looking at the website so that's mohit and malika right uh, right that's that's really amazing so you know that that again was probably a risky jump for you right because you could have gone anywhere from oyo rooms you could have you could have even gone to like bigger companies so why why go to a startup did you take um, you know some kind of a pay cut to go there because you know it's a smaller company of course like what are the other risks that you did take <laughs> yeah of course i took a pay cut and uh, like that was the biggest uh, I, i i think that was the biggest risk that i took mm. because uh, in india it doesn't work upon your skill set and work experience the Correct. job that you get after that but your benchmark becomes your new salary um so that was one big thing and 
of course the other risky thing was that what if this never takes off correct what if it shuts down because the number of startups that are shutting down is also equally high than the number of startups that are funded um so i had taken a big risk although i met mohit and malika before joining hmm. but you never know if a company is going to work or not no matter how brilliant the founders are correct because some things just click and some things just don't uh, but then i thought that probably right now this seems to be very exciting i was always interested in fmcg when i was in mba then i used to think i would work in fmcg and hul and png never happened for me so i thought this was my best shot at <laughs> hul and png so why not give it a try and uh, mohit uh, is a very experienced person in his field mm. he has worked with mckinsey for a lot of years he headed growth at snapdeal for a bunch right. of years so he seemed to be a very um, capable leader and then i thought that probably i'll just give it a try when i joined oyo i didn't know that it would become big i never joined oyo with the mindset of that oh this company is going to become big i joined with the mindset that i have to grow this company till whatever time it sustains and it that risk paid off so i thought that probably i can take a risk again because i'm not sure till what age can you keep taking risks so right now if i feel like i can take it i can and probably pay cut will be a part of it but if i will ever need to switch that wouldn't really matter at the right place yeah yeah absolutely fantastic so so what kind of work were you doing at um So yeah you already mentioned what were you doing at at the mom's school so there were some some overlaps and similarities of course to what you had done earlier but then now you were doing it for a different industry so a different kind of a consumer base as such it's right and it was just so difficult to understand because it was it started out with mother products and mm. i couldn't associate to any pregnant women because i'm not <laughs> even married so to understand that like and for us one very important thing which we tried ensuring was again customer experience yeah. and this was much more critical with momsco because it is a product meant for mothers so it's a much more personalized product so the customer experience doesn't just have to be the delivery of the product on time but it is also about what the customer feels about your product how do they perceive it so um when i would talk to these women a lot of times they would tell about their problems during pregnancy motherhood and i was like what is she talking like i would talk <laughs> to her very nicely but at the back of my mind is like um what's happening what is, what's just happening here why yeah. can't i to it at all i would hang up and i would ask malika malika she has this issue do you think this is a pregnancy issue she's like uh, well garimaya you're not even married i don't think there's a reason why you should understand this problem why don't you just google this up i'm like yeah i should probably do it in about 2 months time i was answering questions as if i have been perennially pregnant my life <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what all have you so had to I, go through <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god there there were so, so many issues but uh, there are many interesting insights that you get out of it the most interesting insight is that how shopping patterns of pregnant women differ state by state Mm. and it, and it's just so funny somebody who's buying in bombay her thought process is so different from somebody buying a different product in kerala which is different from delhi and it is nothing to do with temperature conditions it's about how you are and how you perceive a product to be and where do you see the need in india itself 
so which would give us a lot of insights into inventory management into doing the correct type of marketing at certain places and figuring out the right partnerships but yeah it was it, it was a very eye opening thing in the terms of that now you're talking to all these people who are buying your products they are your consumers what really makes up your consumers and that is the kind of brand that you become at the end of the day yeah yeah no that's fantastic so wow that's that's amazing that's such a lot of you know punch <laughs> uh, <laughs> in in those few sentences so so you were there until very recently right when yeah. when did you quit the momsco i quit it uh, in uh, february february march i see i see so why why did you decide to move on and and by the way like you were the third person to join how big is the momsco become now I think it has about 12 people now 12 okay. people in house and uh, the tech team and the social media team is a outsourced team right right yes so, so what what prompted you to move on uh so i realized uh, after about 8 to 10 months into the industry that the pace of the industry is still very slow mm. and i'm not really enjoying the kind of work that i'm doing with oyo actually what happens oyo was a services industry mm-hmm. now services do not have a particular target market you customize it and you t- tailor make it for anybody and everybody is your end customer mm-hmm. but now when you're selling a pregnancy care product i am going to sell it only to a pregnant woman there is not a generic woman category who would be buying the pregnancy products True. Uh, again the baby care products you have a kid up till 3 years old you are my target market if not then that is it so basically a product as a industry it starts restricting you over a period of time so all that you can do is probably kind of r&d on the product side there's much, nothing much or very limited at least in india even right now which you can do on the consumer side because the market is opening up at its own rate and there's a point of time where the market ceases to exist for you hmm. okay you have done it till now what after this what are you going to do and so it was kind of restricting me in what i really wanted to do so i thought that probably i should look at a services industry because again those avenues that services provide are always much more right right amazing so so then did you go looking for uh, you know something like um uh, enlight by the way how do you pronounce it do you actually say enlight research or and yeah probably that's the way you say it right yeah it's e n l i t e so yeah it's enlight so right it, just accidentally happened uh, i always knew that ai and iot were going to be the buzzwords for at least next 3 years for mm. indian startups <laughs> but i was not actively looking there and as you said it was serendipity how this happened <laughs> <laughs> so i um, came across this job opening i reached out to the person we spoke and all we spoke about was probably my oyo experience mm. and person was like okay you seem to be very passionate about work why don't you join i said because i don't understand what you do <laughs> i think i think i think so that's been a very common pattern for you right that you actually join <laughs> without understanding and then you figure it out that's that's really amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's true that works for me so i think that's a sign <laughs> because if i join understanding the company i'm like okay if i join and just okay fine it's a job i'll figure out what i have to do then i think yeah. then it really works yeah. for me that's lucky thanks for pointing that out <laughs> <laughs> that's so, fantastic uh, so yeah go on sorry 
Yeah, so so that that's what happened. And when I met him, he tried explaining me mm. to the best possible way what he was trying to do. And towards the end of the conversation, I said, uh, "Listen, you know what? I really couldn't understand. We'll meet in person." When we met in person, he again explained it to me in a very nice way, and I I was like, "You know, you're really explaining something very nice, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. don't know if I'm meant for the industry because I've never worked towards this industry." Right, he said. Right. Uh, why don't you give it a shot? And I'm like, oh shit, oh your days again. I can give it a shot. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad. And it's been almost a month that I've been there and I am really liking it. It's definitely not bad at all. Nice. So nice. I, are you still the third person? Um, no. no, this time it was not third time lucky. I think probably <laughs> be the fourth or the fifth person this time. <laughs> the tech team joined before me. <laughs> right, right, right. That's that's really good. So, so where is Enlight Research right now? Like, what stage is the company at? Is it something that's, um, you know, out in the market? Are customers already using it? Or yeah, again, what what exactly is it? <laughs> yeah. So they started building this product last year. Uh, so IoT in India is very limited in understanding as well as in scope. Hmm. So. If you look at any commercial building and we talk about smart buildings and automation, India is like 50 years behind the West. There is no automation. The only automation you see is with lights or with the opening and closing of doors. Yeah. And um, nothing more than that. Like they have very old building management systems and they have admins assigned to it. So uh, when the founder of Inlight started it, what was in his mind is that we are going to automate the entire equipments in all the corporates. So we are going to change everything about the ACs and the lights and how they are operated in any building. Hmm. So the product was built last year. Uh, they had a prototype. They implemented it at a couple of offices. And when I joined, actually, I ended up on my first day at the place, which is their first POC where they have automated the entire building. So from ACs to lights to fans, everything which is electricity driven is controlled by Enlight sensors. They wow. have their own sensors, their own thermostats, gateways. So what was very interesting here for me in the industry after I joined them is what I realized is that there is so much scope because nobody has really cracked the Indian market because nobody has seen the kind of potential it has hmm. definitely we are driven by very age-old times where people did not put things into place then but had their building management systems but today things are changing because the system just doesn't automate things it helps you with the conservation of energy and most importantly it is a bank for the buck it's very easy on your pocket and who doesn't want to save money yeah, yeah. Something. And especially compared to a BMS, if your cost is almost one tenth, it is something that people can look at. And we, uh, and it is right now in a stage where uh, we are also going to be detecting the kind of air quality. We are going to do occupancy detection. So as we speak, we are already implementing our solution at a lot of facility management companies, hotels, uh, big industries and the likes of Reliance, etc. So we're already there kind of getting into the market, getting the right prospects, the right customers, and hopefully try to change things the way uh, it's perceived about IoT 
especially commercially in our country so it's like how google nest is for homes hmm. that is what we want to do commercially yeah this is fantastic and i'm having a look at the website and you know i can see some really smart uh you know technical people you have on the team so yeah right. looks really great so what what exactly are you going to be doing over there so i lead strategy there mm-hmm. so everything from a business development to the right partner to mm. formulation of the pricing strategy uh, so everything which is towards the business side of it is something what i take care of right 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 so you're 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 like one of the business people among these like really smart engineers <laughs> Yeah, correct. I'm the only business people apart from my founder among the very smart engineers. So we've got really nice bunch of people who are on this because um, uh, they are people who have worked with the best of the companies. They've, uh, in fact, some of them have even worked with the Smart City Council in India. There is a mentor who has worked with, um, who actually sits on the board of Smart City Council in India and is mm. a part of a board of a lot of other such social cause companies and on a board of a lot of colleges. And he heads the R&D division um in iit bombay himself so it is a kind of research that which he has been doing since last 10 15 years right which was finally formulated as a company oh fantastic so that's i i think that's professor kriti ramamitram right wow that's fantastic i'm really fascinated to see where this is going because because i started my career at bosch uh you know Ooh, in in wow. I, yeah yeah exactly wow right i sucked at it <laughs> <laughs> but i the reason i stuck to it is because i was so fascinated by this industry of embedded uh engineering uh so i used to actually actually yeah when i tell people it sounds really cool but i used to develop software for cars Um, hmm. you know all the bmws and the audis so that's like embedded uh, engineering that's like really low level and my my father actually runs a business in bangalore mm-hmm. uh in in electronics so i've always been interested in electronic engineering and embedded stuff just that i i never had the potential to do things on my own uh, but i i was really good at understanding how the different bits connect together so i can really see the potential this really holds so Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Good luck for that. Thank you so much for that. And the Bosch kind of industries are what we look up to because that is the kind of things that we're trying to change. Bosch already has these amazing solutions, but it's just that India was never ready for it. Yeah, so exactly. We, yeah, so that's what we're trying to do in lesser price if you can still offer them the same intuitiveness and automation. Probably they might just want to give it a try at least is what I'm hoping for. Yeah exactly and and you know the my boss my boss who was at Bosch <laughs> uh, he actually okay. he, he I think he worked at Bosch for quite a while and then what Bosch did in India is that they spun off uh, an independent entity and mm-hmm. my boss became the CEO of that independent entity and that independent entity is actually trying to do uh, IoT oh, really? uh, applications in Bangalore so uh, you know we can we can catch up on uh, offline on this uh, but then you know if you ever think you might want to get in touch with him and try to bounce ideas and you know Absolutely. i don't know if you guys are like competitors you may turn out to be i don't know <laughs> but uh, in any case i think the space is still small enough that you can share some best practices Absolutely it sounds brilliant because these are the kind of companies that you draw inspiration from at the end of the day Yeah because exactly. what they've already done outside done it and done it so long back is what you're aspiring to be. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so this time again, you know, you're working with the with the founder directly, uh, as you know, similar to what you did at all your rooms and what you did at a mom's course. So, uh, have you never considered starting your own business? Oh, I have. That is probably <laughs> the next decision. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, after I'm leaving NLight, I already probably had a slight plan in my mind what I nice. want to do. So yeah, so that also happened. Like till now, I think I have selected 101 and rejected 102 ideas. But now I think I'm I'm there where I'm like that. Okay, whenever I leave NLight, I I know what am I doing of my own. That's fantastic. I mean, but but then I think first you need to find somebody who tells you an idea that you don't understand. Don't forget the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I absolutely agree to it. Nice, nice, fantastic, fantastic. So, um, Grima, this is this has gone much longer than I had also expected. So, thanks a lot yeah. for your, um, you know, patience to go through this. Um, some final things, you know, that I really want to get through is. Um, you know, touching back on the MBA just to join the dots because I think we went like far away from it. Um, you know, what what are some of the, you know, top things that you have taken away from the MBA that have actually helped you develop the career that you've had after the MBA? Uh, so some of the things, the top is, honestly, your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. You realize it in your professional life. You would rather start learning it while you're in your MBA that every person that you interact with during your MBA is very important. It could be your professor. It could be the people that you study with. It could be your seniors, juniors, alums, could be anybody. Uh, because this is what matters at the end of the day. Uh, it is very important. Uh, then it made me very worldly wise. There were a lot of practical scenarios which it taught me. It was just not absolutely bookish because it becomes so practical. You have to, you are with so many people. There are people with varied number of experiences, varied backgrounds. You have to get along well with all of them. At the same time, doing your thing, it teaches you a lot of balance. You are not uh, what you are in your undergrad. You mature a lot as a person and you also understand the importance of grades at the same time having a good time in college so it kind of tries to teach you even the balance of life very early on which some of us might learn some of us might miss but so you know um, it, it's just it just makes you it, it at least puts you on a path towards the person that you want to become over time. It is about when your realization happens. Uh, but a very good thing about MBA is you actually kind of adopt a mechanism where even if you don't understand what you want to become, you always know the things that now you don't want to be. Mm. Which comes from, okay, I don't want to select the subject. Probably I don't want this field. I don't want this. I don't want that. But you, at the end of the day, come out with an answer what you want to be. Yeah, fantastic. That, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, wow. I'm I'm still trying to see what what I could ask you to try and get more information out of you. But there's so much that I I think we can just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is one question that I ask everyone. I'm going to ask you is you know what is the one thing you wish I had asked you. Mm, what is the one thing that you uh, even I could come up with a lot of questions there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just pick one whatever your favorite is <laughs> uh i'll have to think about it honestly that um i can't think of any i feel so mba zoned right now <laughs> <laughs> honestly uh, i really can't think of any right now yeah awesome that that's that's fine i think i think your top tips that you gave were actually pretty pretty great uh, on on itself so i mean yeah I, i think one thing that i did ask you briefly is you know what's what's next for you in in a way you know as, as to what you're going to start on, on your own so so i mean just to elaborate a little bit more on that um what's your next plan like do you have some kind of a milestone saying you know six months one year i i think i'll be going to be doing this or maybe five years i don't know how you plan but do you have any such plans <laughs> so i will do what i'm doing till the point i enjoy it right mm. now i'm really liking my work and because it has a lot of scope uh it has no end or target market it has a lot of opportunity in india in out, uh, even outside of india i really want to give it my best shot but i will do it till the time i enjoy it um because no work is to be done if you're really not enjoying it and uh, as i told you before also that um th- the same thing happened with the hospitality industry or with mm. the product industry if you're not enjoying it then i wouldn't continue and uh, i think right now is also the time where i want to give some time to myself as in like if i have a idea in my mind i rather do it now rather than going by my regret my minimization framework i don't want to be <laughs> thinking about it 5 years down the line that oh i really thought about that idea so much everybody in this world has done it but me yeah so i will do this job till the time i enjoy it but at the same time on the side i will always try to take some time for the kind of thing that i'm trying to do and once i'm th- once i think i'm there uh, that is when i should be starting fantastic fantastic and and you know this, this is one question i was really curious to ask so why are you doing this you know this podcast recording like why did you say yes what was your motivation to say yes so um my biggest reason was when i was doing an mba uh, my only kind of reach out would be a google or a pagal guy there was no other place where i could actually reach out to people and ask them that you know okay you did an mba i checked your brochure the placements look great but what do you do in an mba and what does your life become after that mm. once you do an mba everybody knows somebody becomes a product manager somebody becomes a program manager somebody becomes a sales specialist investment banker but what is all that about how has your life changed were you a different person before did you become a different person after pursuing your mba is it just a degree which is added to you or it has really changed you as a person and these were the questions which were unanswered for me because on pagal guy you would research and there were very limited answers you would get or even you could google they and sitting at one place you do not have a mechanism to be reaching out to a lot of people you don't have those kind of logistics at least not in india yeah it's very difficult to find out those people who will give you answers and you cannot travel from one place to another to a college before you even take an admission there that okay how's your college maybe i'll get an answer to that but what about my next question that what is life after college what is mba added to your life and hence i thought it was very important for people to know that's why this podcast because 
this is a very candid platform here nobody has to really make up and tell that oh you know i did this mba and this is how it became it should be a very free free flowing conversation which uh, are there in all of your podcasts which i've heard that <laughs> you know the basic bottom line of it is that a normal person telling you the highs and lows of the life during mba before mba and after it did you become a good person or a worse person after this what happened to your career what really was it like and these are the real world challenges what people want to know when we talk about practical world and practical knowledge and bookish what people give a lot of gyan to us in life is very bookish about mba and post mba life but this is what it is life yeah. so I thought it was very important for people to know that these are the kind of things which happen and which shape you. Yeah, I mean fantastic, you know. Thanks thanks a lot um for that and thanks a lot for really coming onto the show because because that's that's the main premise to try and you know get perspectives and experiences from people like you to get back to the audience so that they can actually make you know the 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 decisions that they need to make i have i have no words this is fantastic <laughs> uh, it was a great platform for me as well because it's hmm. very it's not a very easily available platform you can just share it with your peers and your friends but it out to be sharing there it's not a very uh, accessible platform otherwise yeah yeah completely agreed um how how are you feeling now by the way i i know you were nervous before we started <laughs> are you feeling much better now <laughs> very energized i think i can work for next 3 hours now <laughs> i am done <laughs> i mean you know i i really appreciate that as well you to stay up because what time is it in india right now uh 12 It's midnight. Oh my god. That's uh, I'm sorry. First I'm sorry for keeping you up for so long. Um <laughs> and second of all, probably I'm not that sorry because you have more energy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was absolutely brilliant and I I really had a very good chat with you. I think it is one of the most candid chats regarding an MBA at least because otherwise you have to be very coy and uh choose your words wisely when you have to describe your education out here yeah absolutely no i'm i'm i yeah, i i can't do that i've done like 40 plus episodes of you know such conversations so yeah that's just as me <laughs> grima this is fantastic thanks a lot for your time really really appreciate it and you know and by the way yes i'm i'm going to skype you over that company of iot i was mentioning so it's actually boss sure please it's actually boss yes. iero Um, but I'm sending you in chat as well. I don't know why they called it Bosch Aero. It's it's kind of a weird name. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I've sent it to you for reference. So if at all you ever think you want to get in touch and chat with any of these guys, let me know. Sure, I'll definitely do that. Perfect. So Grima, if if somebody wants to know more about you and or wants to get in touch with you, what what do you recommend? they should just uh, drop in a message at linkedin i think cool. that works i'm more available there on my uh, compared to my facebook or instagrams yeah i've stopped using facebook completely and i should <laughs> start using instagram a lot of people tell me but i don't know i feel so old right now that i'm like do i need to start using a new technology <laughs> <laughs> no no you started it looks like a old time photo album so it's fun to look at every time you refresh it that what are kids doing these days in life Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, to be honest, for the last couple of days, I'm using Instagram just to look for tattoo inspirations because out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm like, I need to get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is what we use for. So uh, I'm using it for wall painting. So yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic! But awesome, Gurima. This was 
excellent chatting with you. Thanks a lot for your time. Um, yeah, I mean, good luck for everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was brilliant speaking to you. And I think this is a great platform and it should just continue being like that. It is an amazing platform for anybody really looking to understand the candid part of education. Perfect. Really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take yeah. Care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the MBAJam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.